Willow Wind Farm, Betsy's Story, Chapter 16, Going to Milwaukee. We can squeeze the two girls and Aunt Anne in if the kids will promise not to act up on the way, said Aunt Mickey. Betsy was glad to hear that. She and Carol had been invited to go to Milwaukee for a visit. The family reunion was over, and Uncle Fran had to get back to work. Aunt Anne was also due back at her job in New York. She would take a plane at the airport in Milwaukee. They arranged themselves in the station wagon, Uncle Fran, Aunt Mickey, and Betty Ann in the front seat, Carol and Rob in the middle seat with a space left for Aunt Anne, Donna, Mary, and Betsy in the back on the platform where they could lie on their stomachs. All the suitcases were stored below the platform. Goodbye, goodbye, they called again and again to all the others who were waving to them from the front yard. They drove only as far as Grandma and Grandpa's house, and there they stopped for a while to have one last visit with the aunts while Aunt Anne finished packing her suitcase. Then it was time to climb into their places in the station wagon for the long drive to Milwaukee. It took about four hours. Soon they were out of town, driving along the highway that stretched ahead in gentle curves, right at the edge of the Mississippi River. On their right were the rocky bluffs and hills, covered now with trees and their late spring greenery. Every now and then there were houses, with bushes of lilacs or other blooming things that made splashes of color in the green. On their left was the Mississippi, wide and gray-green. There were small fishing boats along the banks and once they passed a long barge moving slowly up river. Whenever she went past the river, Betsy would think about the riddle, what has four eyes but cannot see? The Mississippi. At La Crosse, they turned left and went to the east, leaving the Mississippi behind. From then on, they saw only farms to the right and left. Some farms had big barns and two or three silos. They passed one farm with three tall glass silos glinting blue in the sun. That farmer must be rich, said Betsy. She knew that such silos cost a lot of money. Her Uncle Robert had one, and she had heard Dad talking with him about it. After a while, the scenery began to get monotonous. Let's play languages, Rob spoke up. That was one of the games they would always play when they were driving somewhere with Aunt Anne in the car. They could only play languages when she was around. She would count out the numbers from one to five in a different language, and they had to guess what it was. All right, agreed Aunt, Aunt, Aunt Anne. Are you ready? She counted out some words that rolled around on her tongue. Eins, zwei, drei, vier, fünf. German, called out Donna and Rob and Mary at the same time. That was the easiest one for them, because their grandfather on their mother's side often counted out a little rhyme in German. Jeden, dwa, tresi, chersi, pipet. Spanish, called out Betty Ann from the front seat. She had learned a few words in Spanish from Sesame Street on television, and she would always guess Spanish until she was right. No, I think it's Polish, said Betsy, and she was right. Un, deux, trois, quatre, cinq. Aunt Anne sounded them out clearly. Spanish, called Betty Ann. No, guess again. Have you started the hard ones yet? Mary wanted to know. Is it Portuguese? No, I haven't started the hard ones yet, and it isn't Portuguese, Aunt Anne told them. Then it must be French, guessed Carol. Right, now how about this one? Ye, er, son, su, woo. Spanish, called out Betty Ann. 
Chinese, yelled Rob at the same moment. He remembered that the Chinese one sounded like yi. Right. Now guess this one. Oden, dva, tri, chitiri, piat. Spanish? Yes, Betty Ann, as usual. And Aunt Anne shook her head. That sounds a lot like the Polish, Carol remarked. Could it be Russian? Correct. All right, Betty Ann, listen carefully now. Uno, dos, tres, cuatro, cinco. Spanish! crowed Betty Ann, as pleased with herself as if she'd won a prize. Yay! The others cheered and clapped. They always let Betty Ann answer that one first, even though they all knew it was Spanish. Now come some harder ones. Greek? No. Hebrew? No, guess again. Indian? Well, that's close. It's one of the languages spoken in India. Hindi? Carol said hesitatingly. She vaguely remembered the name from the last time they had played languages. Good for you. How about this one? They guessed Arabic, Italian, and Portuguese. And finally, Mary said Greek. And that was the right answer. Aunt Anne went through quite a few more languages. Each time they would guess three or four or five times before they hit on the right one. All right, here's a really hard one. They guessed all the languages they could think of, but Anne always shook her head. At last they gave up and she told them it was Swahili. Swahili, I never heard of a place like that, said Betsy. There's no country by that name. Swahili is spoken by a lot of people in countries in East Africa. Just remember the sound of the numbers the next time we play the game, and you'll always guess right. Pretty soon, Aunt Anne began to run out of languages. Also, Betty Ann was getting restless in the front seat. Once she had guessed Spanish, Spanish, she wasn't so interested in languages. Just then, they went past the sign from Austin. Soon, they could see the giant steer. It was the sign for a restaurant. The steer was as high as a house. Betsy always watched for it when they drove to Milwaukee. After that, there were only more farms to look at again. Betsy squirmed around and lay on her side. She wanted to sit up, but there was no room. Aunt Anne decided to play Hush Little Betty. She would sing the song just the same as Hush Little Baby, only they made up new and different rhymes as they went along. They liked to find wild and silly rhymes to put in the song. The sillier, the better. Aunt Anne started off. Hush, little baby, don't say a word. Mama's gonna buy you a mockingbird. And if that mockingbird won't sing, Mama's gonna buy you. Here, Aunt Anne paused, and someone shouted the first thing that came to mind and rhymed. A bee that won't sting. Then Aunt Anne had to be very quick thinking, and without pausing in her singing, she started a new rhyme. And if that bee flies off to the hive, Mama's gonna buy you. Rob completed this rhyme after thinking only a few seconds. A pool in which to dive. They went on for quite a few more rounds. And if that pool all goes down the drain, Mama's gonna buy you a computerized brain. That was Aunt Mickey joining in the fun. And if that computer brain goes berserk, Mama's gonna buy you a jerk that will work. Betsy couldn't resist that silly rhyme. And if that jerk works in the murk, Mama's gonna buy you some coffee to perk. Uncle Fran added that one. I'm getting out of these jerky murky rhymes before I go berserk. Aunt Anne paused to take a breath before going on into the next verse. And if that coffee takes too weak, 
Mama's gonna buy you a rubber mouse to squeak. Mary put that in, remembering the mouse their dog played with. And if that mouse grows up to be a rat, Mama's gonna buy you a cat in the hat, shrieked Betty Ann. She had that book, and the only rhymes she knew by heart were cat, rat, hat, mat, pat, and so on. They played on and on, getting sillier and sillier. They were on a pheasant who was pleasant, went on and sang, and if that pheasant has a fit, just then Rob interrupted to her and sang, Mama's gonna say, oh shoot, I quit. They burst out laughing and that was the end of the game. The time had been passing quickly. Soon they came to the sign for the Madison turnoff. Near it was a rest stop where they all got out to stretch and go to the bathroom. They were hungry, so Aunt Mickey got out the package of sausage and crackers and fruit that she had kept by her feet up front. They ate as they continued riding along. Now there were interesting things to watch for along the road again. They passed the barn with a giant cow's head painted on the side. Later, they slowed down to look at the mini golf players. The mile signs showed them getting closer and closer to Milwaukee. Before long, they were at the outskirts. We'd better take you right to the airport. It's getting too close to your flight time for us to stop at our house first. Uncle Fran followed the signs that pointed to the airport. Oh, great, Betsy said aloud. I like going to the airport. They pulled up in front of the terminal, and everyone got out. After taking Aunt Anne's suitcase from the luggage compartment, Uncle Fran went to park the station wagon. The others went inside and waited in line with Aunt Anne to check her suitcase. One to LaGuardia, said the man at the counter as he checked the ticket put a tag on the suitcase, then lifted the suitcase onto the moving belt that would take it to the outside, where it would be loaded onto the plane. Departure from gate 3B, Carol read aloud from the screen, where all the flights were listed. They all walked to the gate with Aunt Anne. What was that new language you said in the game? Betsy wanted to know. Swahili, replied Aunt Anne, and she re repeated the numbers from one to five. They asked her to repeat a few more of the harder languages so they could remember them better the next time she came and played languages with them. Then the lady at the desk announced, Flight 547 to LaGuardia nonstop, now ready for boarding. Have your boarding passes ready, please. Aunt Anne gave each of them a kiss, and then she walked through the door to the plane calling, Goodbye! Thanks for everything! Betsy was very quiet on the way back to the car. She was thinking that morning, about when she had said goodbye to her family. It was only six hours ago, but it seemed like such a long time. Already, she was a bit lonesome for her mom and dad and for the others on the farm. She knew she would have a good time in Milwaukee because Aunt Mickey said they would go to the zoo and the county museum and to lots of other places. But best of all, thought Betsy, is that afterward, I can go home and tell everyone about it. You know what, Betsy said aloud, the nicest thing about going away is coming home again. Amen to that, said Uncle Fran, just as he pulled the station wagon into their driveway. There's no place like home. That is the final chapter of Willow Wind Farm, Betsy's Story by Anne Pilowski.